or should I say, group therapy session about the Essendon football rabble. And Matthew, Frio, they gave us the old heave-ho, didn't they? They showed us what working-class blue-collar football is all about. Happy Easter. Welcome in. Thank you. I thought I'd just uh, <clears throat> I'd approach this podcast with the same level of application and care in which uh, we saw from the Bombers in the in the second half. You know, I've got here, I've got my uh, just got my latte. You know, just fucking. Oh, I shouldn't swear. Just got my. You know, have a sip of that. What's the right? Hey, hey, we're here playing a competitive game. That's all right. I'll just have my raisin to have a bite of this. Oh, nice. Mm. Looks delicious. Oh yeah. All right. Hey, we've got, we've got a job to do. Don't worry about that, mate. That's all right. Hey, you relax. We yeah, just... Mmm. Uh, mmm. Mm, just mm. chill out. Just chill Oh, look out. at that. Six goals. Oh. Oh, there's another four. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's awkward. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I haven't even got the stats open. I, I, too, am, am putting in the same level of professionalism. I'm not even looking at him. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's yeah. irrelevant. <laughs> So, we're obviously very, very disappointed, but instead of just getting straight into the doom and gloom, uh, Laura had a suggestion for a great segment, because we're having a bit of a giggle last night, so why don't we open with the Vox Populi? I was, uh, yeah, I was reading these to Laura, I mean, uh, we had uh, Easter Sunday at at, uh, my, well, my parents' place, or my, my former home. Um, Still your home, mate. It'll never be. It, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, and I uh, sort of brought up these some of these comments which I, I thought were... It's funny. You look, if you look at the Essendon FC Insta, um, you know, some... like they, You know, they do like a post like, let's go today or something like Hobbsy's Day, something like that. You know, they get a few comments, maybe 100 max, 50, 100. <laughs> After the full-time one, and oh. all they wrote in the caption was disappointing. And I was like, yeah, that's one way to put it. Um, they had like it was like 471 comments and it'd been up for less than an hour. So, yeah. why um, don't we start? Let's get these anonymous, obviously. I, I'm they're not posted well, on our page, but well, yeah, fair enough. They, let's they get were, rolling. I mean, it is a public forum, but yeah. Let's, yeah, one day I will pass the curse of Essendon onto my son, as my father did for me and his father before that, a never ending cycle of pain and torment. <laughs> That's a cracker. Come on. Uh, another one said, got to be a long session with the therapist this week. Uh, this is uh, a, a, another here's one. Here's a good one. Hang on. Here's a good one. Every week, I get yeah. crippling depression from this team. Then as the week unfolds, I somehow retain positivity. And then the, when, when the weekend comes and we get slaughtered again, and I, bum, I become crippled with depression again. A truly... Vicious cycle. Could have used <laughs> a bit of uh, describe us to a T. It's the I don't think anything group. does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could use a bit of uh, just to clean up the, the sentence structure there, but uh, I think we're getting the point. Um, <laughs> this is one I, I, I like. Just a list of uh, from the from a, an Essendon supporter. Here's a list of things I'd love to see us work <laughs> on a training this week. One, kicking. Two, <laughs> marking. Three. Kicking the ball to a target. Four, kicking the ball through the two big sticks and the end of the ground. These are the basics of which I think all Essendon fans would love us to see master and become better at. Cheers, Essendon supporters. And yes, playing a four-quarter game would be lovely. And then I commented that. Also, how to get possessions. <laughs> um, 
And then one I, I uh, found uh, early this morning as I was uh, heading home. Uh, well, what can you say other than they got creamed all over the ground? There was not one winner on the day. There were a few who tried their butts out. Time to bring in Brian, Tex, Baldwin, and Francis. Out go Heppel, BZT, Cox is not up to the pace of the game and doesn't chase, Phillips, and let them get a bunch of four to six games together. This is my opinion only. like to hear yours. We'll die a bomber supporter. So go Bombers. I just I thought that was it creamed all over the ground. I thought that was just a great way of putting it up. So, perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, so, Maddie, yeah. why don't we take a short break, and then when we come in, we can uh, hit the listeners with our dislikes. Because, spoiler alert, there ain't no likes. From the voice of the people, now it's the voice of the Don Father crew. Maddie, I'm going to start us off. Dislike number one. Yet another soft tissue injury in the first five minutes of the game. Yeah, uh, it is becoming concerning. I'm just going to look up the AFL.com uh, injury list, AFL.com.au, but... Um, yeah, I'd love to know... Okay, so Adelaide have... Adelaide have one soft tissue. Brisbane, one soft tissue. Carlton, two soft tissues. they got a pretty big injury, injury list. list, but most of them are like, would it, uh, you don't never know with the back what that actually means, but um, one uh, clear soft tissue. Collingwood, no, I won't go through all of them, but one Essendon, one, two, Three, four. And Langford's at five to seven weeks. Phillips is number test. five. Yeah, I'm for oh, Arca. They haven't uh, updated it yet. Yeah, so fair call. So five. And I'm just, just going to quickly scroll. I don't look to. I don't, yeah, Freo don't have one. Geelong don't have one. Gold Coast one. Yeah, that's Jetiverse uh, two. Oh, look, I won't go through them all, but I think we get the gist that, uh, yeah, there seems to be an outlying of. Uh, soft tissue injuries, and that's so either, quite concerning. Either. Quite concerning. I don't know who's in charge of this. I don't know if it's Sean Murphy. But whoever's in charge of rehab and conditioning of the players is very, very, very bad at their job. The, the fact that Snelling came back, played a quarter. Stringer came in, played a game, gets injured at training. Uh, Stewart doing a calf at training right? Uh, Phillips doing it in the first five minutes. Langford coming back from a long hamstring from last year, doing it in the first five minutes of game. They're obviously not rehabbing properly. We've been over this over and over and over again. Whoever's in charge of that department of the Essendon Football Club, frankly, needs to go. If that's Sean Murphy, he needs to go. If that's the head physio, they need to go. If that's the work experience physio, they need to go. I don't care who it is. The person is bad at their job. They need to go. It's not good enough. It's costing us. Because these are injuries to key players. Really key players. You think that Stringer doesn't make a difference in this game 
in the Adelaide game and potentially if he's at full fitness, not getting injured in preseason in the Brisbane game, like he absolutely makes a difference. Sorry, I'll have myself mute there. Yeah, no, I, I mean, um, we look at, you know, Stringer at his best is one of the best players in the league. Merritt's all Australian. Merritt's not uh, a soft tissue. Sorry, so, it's not a soft tissue. Sorry, yeah, yeah, but, technically it is a soft tissue because but, well, it's well, not my, a bone or joint injury, but it's, I wouldn't classify it, it was, as a soft It was impact. It was impact yeah. sort of thing, yeah. Um, but my, my, I mean, my point was, um, you know, on, on the park, once we get all these guys on paper, it, it is a very, it's actually a very solid team. And that's not just by Essendon um, fans' merit. That's, you know, actually, these guys are, are rated highly amongst the league. But my apologies. I, th- I must have clicked uh, mute again. Uh, <laughs> where, did, where did it leave me? So we are pretty highly rated amongst the league, that, that 22. Yeah, sorry. Um, but coming uh, into... Um, in terms of soft tissue injuries, I was skeptical of your opinion that uh, the club was failing and that, um, you, you know, the way I saw it was just that they are unfortunately a part of the game. You know, you're running on your legs and, uh, you know, you're going to, at the elite level, you're going to have guys redline and, and go a little too far. Um, but, the yeah, the rate uh, and, and the frequency in which we're having these injuries is is concerning. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, uh, is it, yeah, I, I never, never like to call for someone's job and their livelihood, but, um, perhaps, yeah, there, there, there are some serious questions to be asked there of competency and, and ability because whatever we're doing is just not working. So, mm, mm. um, but that seems to be the, the nature of the club, mm. um, at the moment. Mm. Um, mm, I, I, yeah. Oh, well, I wonder how far, because like when you're winning, right? Like you know, you can afford to have a Snelling sit out an extra way. And, and mind you, they go hand in hand because when you're winning, generally your best players are on the park. But let's mm. say we we won yesterday and and we were, what are we one and four? Let's say we were four and one somehow, with despite our injuries. Um, you know, when you're in that, it's it, the the message or the feel around the club is we don't need to rush guys back. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, you know, you can give them an extra week. You can do all the proper, uh, you know, rehab protocols. You don't have to rush that side of things. When you're losing, however, Stringer being 50-50 uh, for this week as per uh, Josh, is it Mahoney? Am I saying that right? Is that what he uh, said in the post game? Well, he said, yeah, uh, guys like Stringer and Merritt who were 50-50 and 50 for um, Anzac Day. And I, I thought maybe he was just referring to Stringer there. I, I couldn't imagine Merritt gets up. But yeah. Um, it was, you know, if, if we're winning games, I don't think you're having that conversation. No, you leave them out um, for sure. Yeah, but now that we're losing, which I think is counterintuitive because you just kept running into the same problem you were already having with, with Stringer uh, and mm. got Snelling and, and whoever. Like, they're just gonna, <laughs> they're going to be good for a couple of games and get injured again and it's going to be persistent. So, mm. but um, what I'm saying is there might be pressure on that fitness staff based on the on field performance that a couple of guys, um, more if they don't. You know, just just to sort of put them in a little bit battered um, against their, you know, against probably the, the advice of the fitness staff. But oh, well, we need a second ruck, and for, uh, you, you just don't know. You know what I'm saying? I I do know what you're saying, but the the recurrent injury rate is, yeah, maybe they're coming back a week early, but that the the injury staff should be better than that. 
they should be rehabbing them appropriately. They should the when you're rehabbing someone appropriately, not only do they come back ready to play, it actually takes less time to rehab them. When you get the appropriate diagnosis and you work out what the problem is, and contrary to popular belief, the problem is not the tear in the hamstring. The tear in the mm-hmm. hamstring is the result of poor biomechanics, right? Mm. So, or, or poor loads or et cetera. Well, Load management. Load management. I, I don't have a strength and conditioning background, so I don't really understand the, the physio. You've got a better understanding of that than I do. But the tear in the hamstring is not the problem. The tear in the calf is not the problem. The tear in whatever is not the problem. The problem is further up the chain, what's breaking down for the hamstring, for the calf, for the whatever to be overworking. And if you get that right, then the healing of the hamstring is a finite time. It's four to six weeks of, depending on the degree of the tear, right? And then once that muscle's healed, if you have fixed a problem up the stream, you're not going to do that injury again. It's just not Mm going to happen. So clearly they're not fixing the problem up the stream. They're working on, oh, the hamstring's done, let's strengthen the hamstring or let's strengthen their core, whatever the fuck that word means, because it doesn't mean anything. Um, And then they won't do it again. They will. They're not rehabbing these people properly. They're not preparing them properly for the game because they're not diagnosing them properly. They're not understanding the fundamental biomechanics. They don't understand where the biomechanics are breaking down because if they did it, they wouldn't be doing recurrent soft tissue injuries. And this is like I said with Joe Danaher a couple of years ago. And people um, you know, around the trap said, you're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. When he was coming back and he did his calf in pre-season, and they said, yeah, we've got him fit. We've taken a really slow approach. Um, he's going to be right. And I think this was the start of 2020. And he did his calf. And I said, they have not fixed Joe Danaher. And it took him another 15 weeks to return from that calf injury. It's mm. If those staff have not left, then it's the same issue. We thought it was Justin Crow, um, But maybe it's deeper. Maybe it's someone else. Mm. Perhaps, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, maybe look. There's every chance there's a bit of there's a bit of both there. Um, yeah, I think yeah. Like I said, because yeah, if you're yeah, perhaps there's some uh, some poor management in the in the in the rehab uh, department. Um, but also, is there some on you know like if it's gonna if you've got a hamstring injury and, and it's gonna take you four weeks and, and you know that 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 is the appropriate rehab time, no no less. And you know, people using these numbers for an example, but you know, truck wants such and such back in three because well, we've had a shocking start and we could really use him. I don't think it really matters what your rehab process is. You, you, you know, you, you're putting someone in who's got a significantly higher chance of injury than. But the, than, than no, I agree with you. But the club said last year that they're not doing that anymore. That people are coming back fit to play, and if you're selected, you're mm. fit to play. So we can only go on what the club. Is telling us and take them at their word that when you are out on that field, you are fit to play. I yeah, uh, the club club can say a lot of things, um, you know. Um, but I agree with you. No, I, I absolutely agree with you. If you that mm. they could be coming back early because of external pressure. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's yeah in, internal pressure, I guess. But um, yeah, well, I think you only have to you have to look at the you know Snelling calf first quarter. Uh, Stringer, when he got back, just didn't look like himself. Didn't look fit. He didn't. So, um, so and then obviously did another soft tissue. So that that raised some question marks for me. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. Langford I, I, first I, I, 
Yeah, but I mean, he season didn't have ending. season ending. Yeah, he won't be back this year. He only listed Scott five to seven, but you're nah, you're skeptical. He's, he's done. Done. Yeah, right. Okay, I'll, I'll look forward to seeing him in round thirteen then. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um yeah, it, it's uh, it, it's an interesting one, uh, and I'd be surprised if there weren't a few things going on behind closed doors. Uh, that showed perhaps we weren't as uh, steady and, and as sure of a, uh, like a, just our that there are some leaks and cracks in the in the in the foundation there at the at the club at the moment. Something that you know when when Truck came in really wanted to work on and get all that stuff right. Mm. I just wonder if um, those cracks are starting to appear really? again, as they normally do when you lose a few games. So let's talk about my another one of my dislikes. Bruise-free lack of defensive running footy. I, I said in, a, I don't know if it was the Agro Trap, maybe another one, but um, if I was a backman, <laughs> I'd be walking into the club today <laughs> and I would be eyeballing every single midfielder in that room <laughs> because they were their backs were hung out to dry. They did not hung get an opportunity to, to succeed, did they? They got smashed. I don't think I saw a midfielder do any defensive work the whole day. Mm. Well, what's concerning is just how easily we gave up the corridor. Oh. Um, and, and, and seemingly at, at times when they seem to break away, there's no hard chasing going on. You know, It was very much a, oh, well, I lost the contest, so I just plot along. Yeah. And it's just not, um, I guess it comes to it. For, for me, I, th- I think there's a deeper issue there. Like like I said earlier in the post, we've got Stringer, who's a you know best one of the best players in the league, if if fit. Um, Merritt, all Australian. Parrish, all Australian. Uh, McGrath, you'd assume all Australian capability if if he really wants to turn on. Um, you know, and, and then Caldwell, we know has a has a has a heap of talent. Hobbs yesterday, he could probably be one of the likes. <laughs> there ain't no um, locks, likes from yesterday. Shields an all Australian, uh, isn't he? Uh, Shield, yep. Um, so I take out Caldwell and Caldwell and Hobbs. There, you got five guys who play, have have been on an all Australian team, and, and I just wonder if that balance of there's so many guys looking to be the star. And do not the yeah the flashy things and the you know the really um, superstar things that we haven't actually got anyone who does that other side of things and or do we have those guys who are willing to sacrifice a bit of their game so that their teammate can be a little bit better? Mm. You know what I mean? So doesn't look like it to me. Because like and you look at say a, a Richmond um, when they're at the peak of their powers, you know, was it Reese Conker who? Mm. Uh, you know, Martin thanked him. I uh, was in his Brownlow speech or some one of his award nights, and saying, "Well, if I didn't have Reese Conker, they'd cover him, cover my back. I couldn't do what I do." Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure you go, you know, look at Melbourne. Although they have the advantage that Oliver, even Petrarca, um, you know, can get down and do some dirty work. But you know, someone like a Jack Viney for them is just huge for those two to, to let them go and do mm-hmm. what what they do. Uh, and I'm sure it looks, you know, across the while the the water's still settling on the season. Um, if you look at the, the best teams. Um, Brisbane are another example. Um, can't think of the name, but um, there are guys there that allow Lockie Neal to do what he does mm-hmm. um, and dominate. That's, and I just, that's I don't what don't happens think when that. you work as, um, what's that word? A team. Mm. When 
everyone cares about the result of the team more than their own individual performance. It's um, it's interesting because um, you would think that football is a team sport where collective effort is what's expected primarily. Mm. Um, mm. No, I, I tell you, and that's that's inherently my point is that um, we've got a lot of individually strong midfielders, um, but collectively, I just don't know if they're working together that well and or willing to sacrifice for each other because I just don't see it. I see a lot of guys there who want to sort of do flashy stuff and, and take one on and, and get a little handball out the side and no, 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 no. No, we got you. You got to work for each. Other. You got to put blocks on. You know, you got to. It's, it's really fundamental stuff that I'm just. You're just not seeing. Yeah. Um, we're just seeing guys want to do flashy things. Let, <laughs> let's. Yeah. Uh, I think this ties into. Let's talk about the ghost of John Worsfold, um, mm. and how he seems to have been haunting that coach's box from afar, <laughs> because this is the style of football that we played in the second half of 2020. Well, really from round seven onwards, where it was slow, chip, switch, long down the line, put the defense under pressure, move it super slowly up the ground, get cut up on the turnover when you ultimately coughed it up at half forward or deep in your forward line. Yeah. um, Well, I was... Throughout the game, you know, um, you go back and watch it. There are so many instances where we have these chain of handballs. Mm-hmm. Where you know we're trying to look for that for that perfect outlet so we can get out and and spread. But um, what we actually end up doing is either over handballing and causing a turnover and just giving it back to Fremantle, or we go to a stoppage or whatever. Or two, we actually allow them time to set up behind the ball, so yeah. you can't play fast anyway, and yeah. then you're forced to chip and and move it around and blah blah blah. Um, we, not that we really looked good yesterday, and I really don't like the rhetoric out of the club that uh, the first half was an arm wrestle and we were right in it. No, nah, we, we were lucky we to be in that. We were pants. <laughs> we were pants in that first half. Like, we were stinking. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, in in, uh, in terms of uh, ball movement, um, just, just, yeah, fundamentally, sorry, we we're, were really... In patches, our, our best patches came when we didn't have a handball. We just got the ball moving and, and got it out and, and spread. And, and, and if it wasn't the, let's not say it was the most ideal kick, but it still got it out of the contest and we could move, mm-hmm. um, that's when we looked better and we were able to open up. Or it was one handball and go and break a line. Um, now, look, easier said than done uh, all the time often. And I don't know if run and gun sort of football always wins you a game. Um, but you you need to be able to do both, right? Like you need to be able to break teams open uh, when you have to play more possession footy. And, and we just seem to look so... St- and when the game does slow down, which it's going to do, we just look so stagnant and it's go down the line mm-hmm. and it's kick it right over Peter Wright's head and give them an easy mark. Although if they know um, it's it's going to come, the long kick down the line, they can just put two big boys there and <laughs> one of you take the mark, the other one take the other guy and we'll go the other way. Um, but if you even look how Fremantle played, they just consistently, every single time, opened us up, opened us yeah. up, opened us up, switched, used the corridor. Uh, and, that, and that's how you play that sort of game, not sort of stand there and wait for a long kick down the line to go ahead. It, it, you just look, even when we got that end-to-end camera, which goes sort of behind the goals, mm. it's like literally blokes standing there. And you just can't 
play the game like that, particularly yep. if you want to play possession in uncontested marks. You've got to be moving. You've got, You've got to, to spread. To You've got to work harder than your opposition. And we yeah. have not worked harder than any of our opposition in any game this year. Mm. And it's concerning our, our lack of skill level. Because if you want to play that game, you've, you've got to have people who can kick the ball. And you look at some of Fremantle, the way they could kick and move the footy. Um, you know, very hard to play a zone defense when you can just pick apart like that. And, and I, look, I don't think it's unreasonable to expect an AFL-level player uh, to be able to kick the way in which uh, Fremantle were kicking at times. I, I just... Well, they didn't have any figures. pressure on the ball carrier, which makes it much easier. Well, that, and they didn't have any point. pressure on the ball receiver. And they didn't have any pressure up the ground. And they didn't have any defensive pressure anywhere. So it was like, it was the same as the Geelong game for that second half. That we just did not show up. It was, it mm. was Fremantle training. It was a disgrace. And the thing that's even worse about this game in particular is that we're at the same, develop, there is the same level development cycle as us. Mm. That that is a team that is in the same draft picks age demographic. They're pretty close to us in terms of their development. Mm-hmm. Um, and we played finals last year and they didn't. But they, I'd much rather be a Frio supporter right now than an Essence mm. supporter for sure. Yeah, and, and we could argue, you know, we didn't have uh, Merritt or Stringer, but they also haven't had five. Fife on the park on yeah. the park for a long time. So who's better um, than both those players? Yeah, well, at his at his peak, yeah, yeah. If he's if he's if he's playing his best footy, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But um, no, very very concerning brand in which we we saw yesterday, and um, you know, I, I think there was a, a video came out of Heppel after the game, um, you know, and it's probably one of the the few times I've I've sort of started to really lose a bit of faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I saw this video. Like, I, I've always been on Heppel. I think he's um. I would love to play footy with with Dice. He's not your traditional skipper who, uh, and maybe you know this isn't the way the game's going. Where he's you know a bit of a got a bit of see you next Tuesday. He, I, I think he the way he leads is to bring everyone up, and you just feel like someone's he's right behind you, sort of thing. I think that's his leadership style. Hmm. Um, but yeah. You know, I think at one point in the video, he says, you know, we, we are putting in work. We are putting in work. And I just go, well, what what sort of work are we doing? Like, what yeah. what actually are we doing? Yeah. It's um, clearly the wrong kind of work because there's no evidence of improvement. Yeah. And this is what we talked about yesterday. I haven't seen one aspect of our team, one player, one aspect of our game plan that has improved from last year. I haven't seen anything that's improved from last year. Well, if anything, it's, it's gone the other it's way. It's all gotten worse. Hmm. Yeah. No. Well, that's that's um, that, that exactly. It, it has all gotten worse. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I just don't understand how you you know we can we're actually getting more games into guys, mm. and they they seem to be regressing. It's it's yeah. it's it's quite baffling. Um, and that that leads me onto another concern is Nicholas Pencil Cox, friend of the show. Um, mm. I think he needs some time in the twos. I agree. I think there was a few times he just got lost there in that wing there. Yeah. Um, now, granted, is he is it actually him that's a problem? Or it's, again, no pressure up the ground, which leaves him stranded and that ball can just go sailing over his head? No, so, no. there were a few instances where he was fumbly and making the wrong decision and like where he should have taken clean possession, should have given a handball. Should have, there was a couple of instances where he genuinely did 
make mistakes is, mm. is my point. Um, and I agree with you. Like Peter Wright had a woeful day yesterday, but it's not his fault. He, the ball just didn't get to him, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Continuously kicked over his head or yeah, got three blokes right. on him. <laughs> We're just the, saying, put it there, mate. Yeah. But and Nick Cox didn't have one of those games. Nick Cox had one of those games where he got around the footy and just messed it up consistently. Yeah, yeah. So, look, and yeah. I think, I think personally, if he's learning a new role. Put him in the twos. Mm. Let him get some confidence. Let him get, him get his hands on the footy. Let him come back really comfortable in that role or play him in a position that he was comfortable in as a junior, which was what? Center half back, center half forward, right? Yeah, but I don't I don't know if he'll be the, uh, that kind of guy at AFL level. I don't know if he's got the build. Well, then he's got to play twos. Yeah. Because, yeah. frankly, he hurt us yesterday. Hmm. Yeah, that does pay me to say that, but um, yeah, I, I, look, you'd have to be a really special player to be at twenty years old, come off a what looked like a pretty pretty nasty footy, like nothing. Obviously, there's nothing too sinister there, but looked pretty sore when he came off the ground um, a couple of weeks ago, and, yeah. and then just go straight back into the side. Like, yeah. I, I I don't. Um, it's not encouraging for me, is it? Of us as a club, if we, you know, just gonna. A twenty-year-old who, as shown, is is capable in 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 years or the year gone by. It's definitely the capability. He could be our best player for a long time. Yeah, um, but but yeah, just giving a sort of a a, a green card like that. Yeah, straight back in. You know, you don't have to go through the twos and get back up to form and just just straight back in for a twenty-year-old. Different to Zach Merritt or or you know something like that. Um, that's that's a bit concerning for me. Um, and I, you know, I do. F- just going back to your previous point, and I'm branching off here. But have have we given? Not not maybe we, you know, we probably didn't have a choice. But have we given too much to young guys already, and just said, you know, you're 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 the next, you're the next step. Um, I don't think so because you look at someone like Archie Perkins, and he is consistently getting better, small incremental improvements right um so i'm happy to give players games as long as they're continuing to show improvement but cox looks lost in his position mm. Mm. yeah and like we know it's not he's it wasn't there as a junior and I, I always liken it to the langford of mm-hmm. uh, four or five years ago where he was lost and now um through a bit of development time he's now probably one of our more important uh, play, well, probably he is one of our more important players in terms of structure and, and what he provides and that, that yet way. He'll so. never be seen again. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I, I I I tend to agree with you that I think Cox, uh, particularly coming off injury, I, I just mm. yeah, it baffles me as to why he come straight back in and not uh, through the VFL to get confidence and do his thing and um, yeah, uh, but then. Then again, who comes in and plays his role at AFL level? <laughs> um, well, well, Cutler, well, Cutler, Cutler was, was the sub, the right? Bench. Yeah, yeah. So, well, that, that answers my question. So, and then you um, have whoever is the sub. You know, Nick Nick Cox could have come in as the sub, maybe. Um, but yeah, you play Cutler. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that. Um, there's a lot of like, uh, dislikes to go off here. Uh, <laughs> um, I actually. Uh, I've really liked the way Mac Welfie's handled himself over the last few weeks. Mm. Um, and 
call call me crazy, but I, I reckon we'd be having a different conversation uh, generally about Dev Smith if he had of kicked those three goals, which is a big had of uh, should have could have. You mean those five goals? Uh, well, did he kick two out of the full? Did he? No, I kicked five behinds. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I had it at three behinds, but anyway, up, up did yeah, no, yeah. I agree. Yeah. We were talking about that early in the game. Had Dev Smith kicked those three shots, he sets us up for a really big win, and he's had a good game. Yeah, but missing all three, the opposite. You know, it looks like mm. he's had a stinker. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's had sixteen and uh, I think six tackles. So um, I actually wasn't. Um, yeah, I, I thought he was okay. Dev, Dev Smith. I actually already played his role despite conversion, which is. Uh, obviously, the, the most, the most, well, yeah, and, and the most important uh, stat. But um, I've just been happy with, with. I mean, nothing makes you more angry, uh, and I think what most fans are so angry about is just the lack of, you know, defensive running, that sort of thing. You know, just just sort of playing a bit of Bruce Lee footy. It just makes you angry as a fan because you give so much to be one emotionally invested enough to go to games, but two, you know, it, it's not. Not exactly. For a lot of people, it's not exactly cheap to be a it's member. Cheap. It costs a lot you of know, money. It, it, it's a genuine financial commitment. And, and people are willing to make it because, you know, football can bring so much happiness and, and joy. Um, but then to see your team come off and, and, and just play with a lack of effort. And, and there are a couple of guys that I thought, you know, really gave themselves yesterday, but but only a handful, if that. Yeah. Um, where there, there are a lot, you just go, why the hell do I keep? Turning up every week, or whether I'm watching on TV or, or in person, uh, and and just put myself through this because yeah. <laughs> you know I'm not getting the re- there's not a return on effort um, yeah. that I'm seeing from my investment in the club. And there's losing and there's losing, right? There's mm. losing like we did early last year, where they're all a kick, you know, a couple points here and there, and yeah, you actually leave those games satisfied, thinking you know we're on to something. We've put in a performance, but we have had large stretches. We've had an entire first round and then an entire second half, let alone the other games where we've had quarters or patches of games where they've just completely switched off. So in five weeks, we haven't seen one consistent four-quarter effort at all. Mm. And it's it's just so concerning because we, we gave so much better than that last year. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just don't understand where it's all gone wrong or, or why. Mm. Um, sure, missing Stringer and Merritt, may, maybe that's understated, but I, I just think it goes deeper than that. There, there is a, a genuine structural and integrity breakdown. You know, yeah. even I'll go back to that um, rhetoric after the game, you know, like saying oh, we're playing like blue collar, the blue collar brand. There, there, there's no blue collar brand there. That's not what I saw. <laughs> you know, no, I, I saw Bruce free footy. I it, saw lack of tackling, lack of pressure, lack of effort across the entire team. Apart yeah. from maybe Little Verdi, who had seven kicked on him. Well, uh, yeah, but what, what's mean, he going to do? It was the most gutsy. Um, there, there was literally not a thing he could do because he was put out the dry yeah. um, by midfielders, and I think Tab and I had a few off. Uh, you got three questionable, from, from questionable, questionable free kicks. But like I said, I think every backman, uh, well, most of them anyway, should be going in today just a little bit dirty with their with their mids mm. um, because they, they were let down. They were let down a lot. Um, having said that, though, uh, Hindy did not have a great day. 
Um, Hep's had 34. And look, I never question Hep's effort. Or his um, endeavour, no. Although, apart from that, I think there's one instance uh, in round one against Geelong, but um, everyone everyone has their down day. But 34, but I, I just didn't feel like he you impacted the game. Nah. Nah. Nah, for 34 disposals. Um, now, is that a... a, a Indictment on him, or is there an actual team structure problem there? Because if if you're collecting the ball that much uh, and you can't impact with your possessions, that that might be telling me that the actual way the team is set up around you um, is failing. Mm. Like there's an actual 18 player breakdown, or maybe you know you just um, just not that good. Unfortunately. Let's uh, let's wrap this segment up with one last stat to discuss. Um, and we have conceded the most points in the league, mm-hmm. remembering that Port Adelaide is 0-5. on five. We've conceded, conceded the most points in the league and laid the least tackles of all 18 clubs. It's just, yeah, it goes back to my point. It's just so disheartening. So disheartening. And and when you hear, oh, we're working hard, you know, we're working so hard and, you know, we want to play a blue-collar brand and blah, blah, blah. It, it's, it's almost heartbreaking. Like, it, it sort of makes you sick of it. Like, mm. Yeah, it sort of just, just makes you sick of it to hear um, when, when you hear that sort of stuff come out of the club and um, or just even a, a lack of disappointment. But, you know... The, Sometimes you wonder whether do they wear the heart and the sleeve as much as we as fans do, or is you know this just a just a nine to five job for them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. So why don't we take a little bit of a break, and then when we come back, uh, we'll have a quick chat about Anzac Day. mine someday you will die but i'll be close behind i'll follow you into the dark no blinding light or tunnels to gates of white just our hands clasped so tight waiting for the hint of a spark if heaven and hell decide that they both are satisfied Illuminate the nose on their vacancy signs If there's no one beside you when your soul embarks Then I'll follow you into the dark Alright, Maddie, Anzac Day Um, I'm concerned If we turn up and perform the same way that we have in the previous five rounds, it's going to be a long Monday afternoon. I'll tell you what. And I, look, I, I, um, I fear that could very much be the case. Um, I, Collingwood to me look a lot like we did last year. Mm. Um, where I think, I mean, it was obviously uh, their, their issue has been conversion as well, particularly late in games. Mm. Um, I think if they, if they can get a solid lead on us, I, I don't think we can uh, oh, do we'll, anything. 
This could be a 15-16 goal loss. Yeah, I think this could be a proper, proper with, with the way that the headspace of our team at the moment and the lack of confidence in anything that we're doing, yeah, I think we could get pumped on Anzac Day. Yeah, no, I, I, this could be uh, this could be a, a, a genuine blowout um, and a big, big one at that because um, look, I think despite the fact they've uh, a similar record, I believe two and three are they or anyway, uh, they've definitely um, won two. Yeah, the two and three. Yeah, or three, whatever it is. Um, but just a, ge- a genuine, different, like much different tale. They, they could very easily be four and one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I liken them to sort of us 12 months ago and uh, think about how much momentum uh, we came into the year. Um, or, or th- sorry, this game last year, um, having what we'd uh, done uh, earlier on. In the, in the season, so but we looked much better at this stage last year. We're the, we were we were one and four last year at the same period, but we had looked much much better. Yeah, sorry, but I I, I just mean, um, you know that there's a revival in the club. There's new air. There's yeah. a new way of playing. There's some new players. There's some fresh bloods. It's it's just that that turnover of a new period. It's exciting for them. Yeah, and I mean that's where we sort of were twelve months ago, and I think they're in that spot now. Yeah, uh, and and. Uh, they were in a bit of turmoil this time last year. Now the, the scripts have been um, flipped, uh, <laughs> and I think they'd be absolutely licking their lips, saying this is the one. Uh, and and I I do fear I do fear for Monday. Yeah, yeah. So who do you think comes in? Do we have anyone to come in? <sighs> well, I mean, there's a question. Um, Brian dominated the hitouts yesterday in the VFL. Yeah. Um, so you know, do do look at that Brian Draper model, perhaps, um, just to fill in Phillips. Otherwise, Baldwin's kicked five goals in the VFL and has looked solid. From what I'm, I'm just going off the stats, hmm. um, but has looked solid uh, there. Yeah, you know, I think kicked four last week and, and five this week, if I'm not mistaken. So mm-hmm. um, that's encouraging. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I I don't know where Francis is at. Um, well, he's uh, not—he's not on the injury list, but people keep talking about his knee. So I don't know yeah. what's going on with Francis. He's either injured or they're not playing him, and they'd rather not have two tall forwards. I, I well, I'm just wondering if um, well, yeah, the the and I'm only going off uh, comments on. Uh, I wasn't able to watch the game, but um, Tex has kicked two goals three, so you'd say okay. Um, he's finding his feet at VFL level. He obviously wasn't up to it at AFL level, so I don't think he comes in. I don't think he's an answer. Um, Baldwin's put in a, a couple of good performances, um, but as, as again, he you know he's not tried and tested it at AFL level, uh, yep. but we don't expect that of him. So he, he, I mean, he's an option. Nick Bryan's dominated the hitouts, so uh, is he an option as well? I don't know how he goes up forward. Yeah, um, but he, he's an obvious option. So they're, they're the two obvious ones. My uh, again, going off the comments. Um, there was someone who mentioned that Francis had been tried again down back. I don't know how accurate that was. I, that could be total hogwash. I didn't watch the game. I'm just going off comments. Um, so I, I really do feel for Francis <laughs> because he just keeps getting thrown in here and here and here and there and everywhere. Um, and, and you know, but um, so but I guess he becomes part of the conversation as well, just given uh, you know. AFL experience, and you know he would seem to be one of the next cabs off the rank 
Mm. Um, just given the runs on the or the seeming runs on the boards he has relatively to the relative to the rest of the list. Mm. Um, but they're the only considering Phillips is the only one that has to go out. Um, Johnny Ham had a, had an okay day, but please not. I'm not I'm not uh, inclined to play him. I think Cutler just comes straight in the side. Um, and uh, yeah, that they're only real standouts. Uh, I would have thought, or, or actual chances. Depends. To come so Stringer apparently is a fifty-fifty. So mm. uh, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it either. Um, the only other one I would bring in is Tipper. Well, um, and he's played yeah. three games at VFL level now. Yeah, and, and I would much hear, rather much rather hear his stats. Yeah, tell me. Uh, one goal, four disposals, <laughs> um, three tackles. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. I don't got think he's, he's ready. Um, yeah, just having a quick look through again. Um, This yeah, is it's, not, it's, not, it's not looking great. It's it's yeah. I had a look before the show, but I'm um, just seeing if I missed anyone. Jones wouldn't be ready. I wouldn't have thought. No, not after uh, it's kicked game. one goal three off of nine disposals, but mm, um, yeah, I, I think Brian and Baldwin they'd have to be your two obvious ones, and mm. um, yeah, yeah. But uh, having not known about how where he played. What uh, he did, for the yeah. day, and he only took two marks. But if he was playing down back, maybe there's more spoiling going on. It's just hard to know because you don't have the full stats. Only got the mm. kicks, mm-hmm. disposals, kicks, handballs, marks, and tackles, and hit out. So, um, yeah, they that yeah, I, I'm going to go with Baldwin, Brian, maybe Francis, maybe, and then after that it gets a bit, 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 uh, yeah, a bit dire. I think I would bring in. Brian for um, Phillips, um, and I would drop Cox for Francis. So he's going to play. Oh, so he's going to bring Cutler straight in. Cutler straight into the wing, yeah. And you'd play right, Baldwin, Francis up forward. No, I play right, and Francis up forward. Oh, you wouldn't bring Baldwin. No, Brian. Brian comes Sorry, in. Sorry, yeah, but so just confirming you, you would leave Baldwin out of the side. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Hmm. Interesting that you have done that. Why would you? I just think Francis is going to offer us more, offer us more at AFL level at this stage. Yeah, but, you know, old ones like how to come into. Yeah, well, pretty great. You know, he's nineteen years old, so that's that's yeah. Um, it's encouraging. Well, I mean, encouraging for for longer term, but definitely, yeah. definitely, I think so. But uh, yeah, no, we don't. It's not exactly encouraging in terms of who we got waiting in the ranks. Um. Yeah, yeah, not uh, not ideal. Although, and it did say Snelling was a test this week, um, so we can injure it again. But, yeah, yeah, well, um, but then you know, is he on the uh, sort of that list of guys who don't need to come through VFL level? That if they're going to play football, um, it's probably more important than to play at AFL level. No, I think he doesn't need to. I think he can come straight back in when he's fit yeah. and not going to injure his calf yeah. again. Of course, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. but. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not confident. I'm not a, confident. I think we're going to be given. very disappointed Monday evening when we do the pod. I think we're going to be very, very sad. I tend to agree with you, and um, yeah, it's just kind of it's, uh, this this thing. Uh, 
it's you know like obviously so much of twenty twenty one we just started this and towards the end you know we had gained a few listeners uh, and, and it was momentum blah pardon me there was momentum at the Essendon Footy Club and there was something to be excited about and for so long over Christmas you know we're hearing Jake Kelly's in and and this guy's training well and blah 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 and it has just been a much faster plummet than any sort of summit of we've seen over the last twelve months. Well, it was the last it was the last three four weeks of preseason that really the cracks started to appear, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, getting injured, Harry Jones getting injured, like just players not playing in the practice games, and then it just then they didn't show up round one, and now our season is. I'm calling it now. We're done. We're not. We're not playing finals. We're our season's finished. Yeah, unless there's a really yeah, there has to be some really significant turnaround in a very short amount of time. Um, but I, I'd love to hear what you think. Are we in a worse position than we were when Saad, Danaher, uh, and who, who's the other one? Arazio all left at once? Is the club in a worse position now than what we no, were? No, you don't think so? No, our list is is much better than it was then. Hmm. But so even as a fan, do you think there was? It's just more discouraging now than. than what oh, how do I? Am I more disappointed? Yeah, I'm way more disappointed now. But our club's in a better position. Mm. Oh, well, as they say, you can only you can't go once you've hit rock bottom. You can't go any further down. Well, you can. You can just stay there for twenty years, like we. <laughs> well, you can't, you can't go down. You're just staying there. So just staying there. We'll see, Maddie. I've had enough. Me too. This I don't is, want to talk this, about this. This is our most sour of, of yeah. all of them. Yeah. Not a single like. No, nah, not one. Yeah. Not one. All right, mate. Awesome. Well, thanks That's for joining me, Maddie. No, nah, thank you. Well, to- I, don't know. I was going to say it's been a pleasure, but... Mm. I mean, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Just well, likewise, yeah. Just, yeah. Fair call. Same, same guys. Well, follow right. us on Instapods and do all the likes and whatever if you even give a shit about this football club anymore. <laughs> I'm on the edge of not. <laughs> uh, I, I, I've always thought it's nuts how people burn their memberships, but now I understand. You feel I understand it. You I, feel. I understand. <laughs> I'm not going that far. I'm not going that oh. far. I need to pass on this depression to my daughter. <laughs> it is my birthright. And the curse. Shall be hers. Cycle will repeat itself. Yeah. All right. Let's cut this. No, thank you. And until next time, go Dons. Go Dons.